Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, prominent area conservative. I'm Ted Flint, your host, and I don't know where to begin. I can't really, it's, I can't contain my, my excitement living in this new America. We're all unified. Uh, systemic racism is a thing of the past. Have you heard those two words together since November 3rd? Systemic racism? I haven't. Joe Biden is a miracle worker. He's done so much. Look at the vaccine being distributed. He was out yesterday, I think, saying uh, 300 Americans, his words, 300 Americans would be able to be uh, vaccinated by the end of summer. I think he meant 300 million. In other words, every American should be able to be vaccinated if they choose by the end of summer. Oh, he mangled that speech. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying. Looking at him, he had that same look, that same pie-eyed look they, that he had throughout the, uh, the campaign. Anyway, so we'll get to Joe Biden. But I mean, this new America that we live in, this, all this unity, that was, yeah, that was his theme. We want to unify the country, Joe Biden says. Well, here's how you not unify a nation. You impeach the former president on some ridiculous trumped-up charge. Excuse the pun. Why is he being impeached? For inciting an insurrection? The insurrectionists are holding all levers of government right now. That's who the insurrectionists are. But if you want to unify a nation, you don't impeach a president, a former president, that has the support of 75 million Americans. That's how you disenfranchise half the country. But these people don't want unity. Don't believe it. I know you don't buy it. Anybody with a half a brain would not buy what these people are selling. They're not selling unity. They're selling division because it works for them. If they divide the nation, that's how they're able to seize power, as they did on November 3rd. I don't think seize is an incorrect word either. There's a story on the Western Journal just popped up. A Virginia circuit judge has ruled that Virginia's last-minute election rule change, which allowed mail-in ballots to arrive late, that's bad enough, but without a postmark, that's illegal. Well, no kidding. What are you going to do? Going to undo the election results in Virginia? Will Virginia now go to Donald Trump? No. So why bother with all this stuff after the fact? We know that. We know there were illegalities, and not just Virginia, but especially Pennsylvania, especially Georgia. But anyway, back to Virginia, this ruling will permanently prevent the Virginia State Board of Elections from accepting and counting absentee ballots without postmarks it receives up to three days after Election Day. That's according to the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Big win for the rule of law, says that group's spokesman. Well, okay, that, you know, it's two months too late or two and a half months too late, but okay. Going forward, we can never let happen again what happened on November 3rd. Rand Paul was on with uh, George Stephanopoulos this weekend, and they went head to head over this because Paul maintains correctly that the media, and he, he called out Stephanopoulos Specifically, he said, you're, you're inserting yourself into these stories by saying anybody who says there was election fraud is lying. There were election irregularities, I guess is the word they're using. We know that. You know, 75 million people believe there were illegality. I think there was fraud, outright fraud. And Paul brought this up in his conversation with George Stephanopoulos. You can YouTube it. He had votes coming in way after the deadline. Tens of thousands of votes didn't have the correct address. They didn't have any address, some of these. They had the names, but not the addresses. So in past elections, you throw out those ballots. Not this time around. They counted them, and they counted them for Biden. How hard is it to put your name and address and fill out a 
a ballot correctly. It's not very difficult. I think you could train a monkey to do it. But they couldn't do it in some of these swing states, in Virginia and uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, so much, so much nonsense. But we covered all that already. I don't want to go over old ground. Uh, but Joe Biden says he wants to unify the nation. Let's see how he is unifying it. How many, uh, uh, what do you call them, executive orders has he put through? 19 in his first week. I think he's up to 31 uh, executive actions in his first two weeks in office. Obama had only five his first week. Trump had one. Bush had zero. This guy's got over two dozen executive orders in place already. He's obviously trying to undo what Donald Trump did for four years in this country. Speaking of uh, Trump, I heard this from a, a gentleman who works on my, my wife's van. He's very politically aware of what's going on. He said, uh, and, I, and I knew this, I heard talk of the president. Uh, I, I view Donald Trump as our president, but I know he's not. Our former president uh, is going to start a new party, the Patriot Party. And he will lead it, obviously. So, and, and Donald Trump said after he exited office in his farewell speech that he would be back in some way, shape, or form. And he's thinking of starting a new party. I don't know if it's a done deal yet, but I wouldn't be surprised because the Republican Party is done. Let's face it. You know, it, it, they don't think they're done. That's the thing. They're delusional. Mitt Romney and, and, uh, in the, in the bushes of the world, the old party thinks that they're going to step back in now that Trump's out and they're going to resume where they left off. It's not going to happen. So I hope the president, Trump, is successful in starting this Patriot Party because I know that I'm going to jump ship. I'm a registered conservative. Yes, the Republican Party is split. The media is, you know, all too quick to point that out. But so is the Democrat Party. I mean, the AOC wing is taking control of the Democrat Party. There is a split. The old Dems, I don't even know if any of, any of them exist. Maybe you have Joe Manchin in West Virginia and maybe uh, Tulsi, Gabbard, or Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, but they're more old-line Democrats. But they're in the minority. Today's Democratic Party is not much different than the Communist Party. It's a Marxist party. And the energy is on the extreme left in that party. The energy in the Republican Party is on the right. Let's face it. Donald Trump, I think, is the future of the Democrat Party or of the Republican Party. Maybe it's going to be the Patriot Party. Yeah, I, I get a kick out of the media. They're all so quick to point out, oh, the Republican Party, there's so much division and there's so much turmoil. And Donald Trump has wrecked the party. Well, the party needed to be wrecked. It should be wrecked because they're in bed, excuse the expression, with the Democrats in Washington. Some would say they're not quite as bad, but they're, you know, they're worse. At least you know what you're getting with a Democrat. You're getting a Democrat, socialist, Marxist, Leninist. The Republicans, they still want you to believe they're somehow conservative, that they're constitutionalist, and they believe in lower taxes and limited government. Maybe a few of them do, but not enough. You know, uh, back to the beginning of the show, I mentioned that uh, I think Joe Biden, he thinks he's uh, somehow solved or cured systemic racism. And we've been hearing for the last four years how blacks are oppressed. You know, it's not 1920. It's 2021. Blacks are not oppressed. Is LeBron James oppressed? Is Michael Jordan oppressed? Is Barack Obama oppressed? They're multi-multi-millionaires. The Obamas just purchased a $2 million home on Martha's Vineyard. I would like to be that oppressed. It's nonsense. I mean, yes, both Obamas went to Ivy League schools. I think Michelle went to Yale or Princeton. 
Barack went to Harvard and Columbia. Of course, they went on affirmative action, I, I believe. I don't think their grades were anything to brag about, but we don't know because we never saw Barack Obama's grades from Columbia or Harvard. Never released them. But we're told how he was the smartest guy in the room. I think affirmative action got the Obamas into those Ivy League schools. All right. Closer to home, Governor Cuomo says he will begin to possibly begin to ease some of these COVID restrictions. Some may be as early as this week. Uh, one of them that's a sticking point to people, if you own a restaurant and you run a restaurant and you have to close your doors by 10 p.m., that is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I, you know, I understand the governor's reasoning. He thinks it's going to be safer if, uh, you know, people are, are, are out of the uh, restaurants and bars by 10 p.m. But what happens, as I mentioned, what happens at 10, 10 p.m. that doesn't happen at 9.50 p.m.? They seem kind of, th these restrictions, picking on restaurants and bars, they just seem kind of onerous, some of these restrictions. Somebody, some restaurant owner quoted uh, a statistic for one of the local TV stations, and he, he claims that most people contract COVID inside of homes, family homes or extended families' homes. They don't, they don't contract the virus in restaurants. And he had the, the numbers to back him up. I'm not sure the numbers are, are accurate or not, but that's what he claims. I wouldn't doubt it. So the governor thinking of taking those steps because hospitalization rates are going down. And new infections uh, statewide, some counties they're going up, some counties going down, but overall statewide, the infection rate is going down, going in the right direction. Of course, we knew it would. We knew they would after January 20th, right? President Trump warned us. He said, COVID, you're going to hear a lot less about COVID after the election. And we're, you know, it's, it's true. Now, maybe it's things are getting better. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, though. You know, looking back on the uh, the months leading up to the election and the election itself, it was like the perfect storm. You know what I mean? This COVID-19, this pandemic hit just at the worst possible time for Donald Trump because you had, now you had an excuse because of concerns over COVID-19. Uh, and some would say it's a valid excuse. I'm, you know, I could see it in theory uh, to let people vote by absentee. But to proactively send all registered voters applications to request an absentee ballot or even sending the actual ballots in the mail without a request, they just sent them out, even if people didn't request the ballots. 30 states and D.C. made changes to make it easier for voters to cast ballots from home. 30 states. Now, everybody should have the right to vote if you're a U.S. citizen, but we don't need illegal aliens voted, voting, as we did in this election. And, you know, I mentioned Rand Paul and George Stephanopoulos, and Paul brought that out. Illegal aliens do not have a right to vote in U.S. elections. They don't have a right to be here. Why should they have a right to vote? It's just unbelievable. Dead people voting. In all these election changes to the election laws, and I mentioned this, I'll just go over it briefly again. In the states in question, uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia, for one thing, and Wisconsin and Michigan as well. Those four states, uh, in those four states, the, the legislatures in each state is controlled by the Republican Party. But the governors and secretaries of state in those states are Democrats. So in the months leading up to the election, there were, there were executive actions put into place by those states' governors that circumvented each state's election laws. It was unconstitutional. Constitutional scholars are saying, and authorities are saying it was done 
uh, unconstitutionally to make those kinds of changes. Only the legislature in those states, legislatures in those states can make those changes. Now that the, they want to impeach the president, speaking of constitutionality, Jay Sekulow's site, the American Center for Law and Justice, it, he nailed it. I was reading that this morning. And what's going on here, this impeachment trial, they're going ahead in the Senate. I guess maybe 10 Republicans support the impeachment, but the, the, obviously they're far short. You need two-thirds in the Senate for conviction. So President Trump, the article of impeachment was introduced in the House. They're going to vote on it, uh, I think, in February, first or second week in February. It's unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that I know of, and I'm not a constitutional authority, but how can the Senate do what they're doing. They're conducting a trial of a president who is now a private citizen. Impeachment is a mechanism for removal from office. He's already out of office. The Constitution does provide, obviously, for the impeachment of a president, not a former president. You cannot impeach a private citizen. The chief, And, and even if you were to hold a, a real trial, this is a mock trial. The chief justice of the Supreme Court is supposed to preside over an impeachment trial. He's not the presiding officer in this case. Guess who is? Uh, chief Justice Roberts isn't presiding. 80-year-old liberal Senator Pat Leahy is presiding over this mock trial. This guy, he was taken to the hospital yesterday. He's, he's lucky he doesn't know which way is up, Pat Leahy. When he was in his prime, he didn't know which way was up. Now he's got one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. And he's going to preside over the, the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. G- give me a break. This is unbelievable. This is happening. And if you're Christian, I know this has gone through your mind once or twice, and I think about it all the time. We must be under some kind of judgment. I hope that's not the case. But I can't believe what's happening. It's actually happening. By the way, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, now's the time to do it. There are literally tens of thousands of people in this country doing daily podcasts. No better time than now. So maybe you've been thinking about it and you're not sure how to get started. Here's how you do it. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your show, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout? Get your message out to the world. All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes, this show, and get started right now. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they will give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, prominent area conservative Ted Flint, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. Super Bowl 55 is set and it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. I think I predicted Green Bay and Buffalo, which would figure Kansas City and Tampa Bay would win. I'm a huge Packer fan, as you, most of you know. The Packers had their opportunities. They uh, played, outplayed Tampa Bay, frankly, between the 20s. But inside the red zone, they didn't convert when they had to. And, you know, it was fourth and eight, and uh, Matt LaFleur, the Packers coach, decided to go for a field goal. And it was just outside of two minutes to go. It was fourth and eight at Tampa Bay's eight-yard line. And uh, they got the field goal, but they were thinking, look, we got all three timeouts left. We'll get the ball back, possibly if we stop Tampa Bay. But they didn't stop them. 
uh, a pass interference call just past the 50. Basically, that ended the game, and Tampa Bay ran out the clock. And uh, there's a lot of speculation. Why didn't Rodgers run for it on third down? He, you know, he tried to force the ball into Devontae Adams in the end zone. He was in tri- double or triple coverage. And, you know, I, I don't know what's going through Rodgers' head. Maybe he regrets not running for the pylon. He may have made it, even if he didn't make it. Say he gets to the two-yard line or three-yard line, at least a fourth down call would be it would be easier to go for it on fourth and two than fourth and eight. But it's all, you know, it's hindsight. And uh, the Packers did not convert when they had the opportunity. And Rodgers was rushed all day, rushed out of the pocket, flushed out. And, you know, he did the best he could. But, you know, Brady sat back there like he did all those years with, with uh, the Patriots. Nobody touched him. I think the Packers got to him once or twice. And they put him on his back once. They sacked him once or twice. He threw an interception. But they couldn't convert. And, you know, a couple of miscues. Uh, Aaron Jones fumbled uh, inside, uh, deep inside Packer territory. The, the Patriots or the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks converted that into a score. And, you know, 31-26, Tampa Bay wins. They're in the Super Bowl. The Packers aren't. And uh, the Packers have some decisions to make, I think, in the offseason. They need to get rid of Kevin King, for one thing. They're... One of their uh, cover guys, cornerbacks, he's awful. Uh, he couldn't cover me, frankly, Kevin King. He's, he's that bad. And I just, you know, anyway, it's over and done with Tampa Bay's in the Super Bowl and maybe next year. The Packers can always say we'll be back next year, but Aaron Rodgers will be 37, coming 38 years old next year. So how many more opportunities will he get? Well, I don't know, but hopefully I'll get more opportunities to do this. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. This is the Pac-Man, prominent area conservative Ted Flint. And if the good Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more information about the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. <laughs>